Amen. You guys can have a seat. Um, I'm excited to be up here tonight, and uh, I love trips, so it worked out that that's what Jay Gray talked about, sharing our favorite trip experience. So I think it's safe to say we've all been on a trip, right? We've gone on a field trip, even if we haven't gone on like a vacation where we've left the country or the state. You have, uh, you've woken up one morning, most of you do this for school, you, you pack a backpack, you have a starting point, and then you leave, you go to school and you come back, that's a trip right? I love to travel. I prefer it not be to school, but um, I love travel in general. I was able to, uh, right after university, I lived and worked in France for three and a half years, and it was phenomenal. I had a great time, a good experience, but while I was in Europe, I got to travel a lot for work and uh, just vacation and things like that. Um, and so one of my favorite trips that I went on was I went to Switzerland. Uh, I went with a friend of mine that I worked with, and we decided we were going to backpack Switzerland. Uh, and I was like, yeah, I am not a planner by nature. Uh, I like to wing it, if you will. Uh, I like to just say, you know what, let's go and let's just see what happens. Um, and apparently when you backpack, uh, you should not do that, that that is frowned upon because uh, you need to know things like what the weather is going to be like, especially in Switzerland when you're up in the Alps and then you come back down and, and things like that. Luckily, the girl that I went with was like, no, we have to sit down. We have to chart our course and go. Um, but while we were there, uh, Switzerland is beautiful. It's like a painting, but real life, if you can imagine that. And uh, in, there were different times in our journey that I, I would say to the girl I was with, Mindy, uh, I, I would say, man, it sure would be awesome to live here because it's really beautiful. Like, even if you had a really bad day, you would just be like, oh, Swiss Alps, this is awesome. Uh, and then your day would instantly get better. Uh, but never once on our trip did I stop and say, this is it. This is now my home. This is where I live. Uh, because one, Mindy wouldn't let me. She was very, you know, by the book. And she was like, we've already bought train tickets. We need to keep moving. We need to keep going. Uh, but never once was I, I'm sure people have done that. Um, but since I had invested a lot of money that I didn't have a whole lot of to do this, uh, she was like, we're going to keep moving. We're going to keep traveling through Switzerland. That was the plan. Um, and so we did. We kept going. I'm obviously, I'm here, so I didn't live there. But we are all on a journey. Every single one of us is on a journey, and it started with birth, right? We were born, we're alive now, and we're going to keep moving, and there's a final destination. Uh, and I want to let you guys know that that final destination is not earth. Uh, you may think that, yeah, you're, you're in junior high, and then you're going to move on to high school, and then you're going to, you know, go to college, you're going to get a job, you're going to have family, and then you're, it's, that's it. But our final destination is not earth. It's either we are going to call heaven our home or we are going to end up calling hell our home. And that is the truth. And for a lot of us, we don't realize that because all we see is what is right here. And we think that this is it. Um, but this is not our home. This is not it. Uh, right now, what you see, what's around you is not the final, it is not the end, it is not your goal, uh, and you're like, yeah, of course it's not my goal, because I want to go to high school, or I want to go to college, and then I want to, you know, travel, or whatever um, that is, but that's not what I mean, because hopefully you'll do all those things, um, but th that is not our goal, this is not um, our goal, earth is not our home, 
And, and we're going to be in Hebrews tonight, so if you have your Bible, go ahead and open to Hebrews 11. And at the beginning of this chapter, the author of Hebrews is, he's talking about faith. And he starts to talk about um, men and women of the Old Testament that lived by great faith. And, and he's saying that God made promises to them, and, and these men and women, they acted in the promises that God had given them. And so we're going to pick up in verse 13. And it says, These all died in faith, not having received the things promised, but having seen them and greeted them from afar, and having acknowledged that they were strangers and exiles on earth. For people who speak thus make it clear they are seeking a homeland. If they had been thinking of that land from which they had gone out, they would have had the opportunity to return. But as it is, they desire a better country that is a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared for them a city. And so he starts off by saying these people, and he's talking about the people at the beginning of the chapter, and he said that they... Uh, they died in faith not having received what God promised them because the things that God promised them were not of this earth. But they saw that and they welcomed it. And, and, they, and they saw it and they go, okay, we're in. We believe in you. We trust in you. We have faith in you, God, that you are who you say that you are and you're going to do what you say you're going to do. And we're going to act in that. And so they, they called themselves strangers and exiles and, and foreigners and it says that they could have gone back to the home that they left. If that's what they had desired, they could have easily gone back. But they kept moving, looking forward to the city that God was preparing them, preparing for them for a better country. Uh, and for us, we are, this, we are on that journey. The same is true that God is preparing a city for us. He is preparing a better country for us. But so often we forget and we just think of where we are right here and right now. And it's very difficult for us to see past that and to think of things in a heavenly light and to think that this isn't it. And I'm right there with you guys because so many times in my life I've been like, this can't be it. Really, like this, what I'm living in, what I'm having to deal with, this difficult situation, this is it? And I'm like struggling to stay afloat and keep my head above water. And I'm thinking, I'm done. This, I, this, I will stay in this place because I cannot go anywhere else. And when I've gotten to that point, it's because my eyes were not on heaven. My eyes were not on my home and I'd forgotten that I had one. Um, because we were not made for this earth. Our time here is relatively short if you think about it. In the grand scheme of uh, the earth and in life, our time here on this planet is short. Um, I was going to like Google life expectancy and stuff, and then I just got sad. Because when we read the Bible, they're like, that guy lived for 900 years. And you're like, what? 900 years? And then it's like life expectancy for female women in America, it's like 70. I don't know, but it's not high. And so our life here is really short when you think about it. But God did not make this world, this earth, to be our home. And it, it says all throughout Scripture in different places that we're, we're called for a better country. We're called for a purpose that God has plans for us. And so I want to encourage you guys that as we're all in different stages of life, we're all dealing with different things, and some of us are wrestling with those things, that when we look at it, and it's 
these things that seem really large because all we're doing is looking at where we are and looking at our situation and, and we're not looking towards heaven and we're not looking towards what God has for us. And so all we see is uh, like a road bump or like a pit and that's what we're in and we're, we're struggling with that and we're wrestling with that and we're thinking this is it. This is it. This is as good as it gets. I have said that phrase um, more than a thousand times in the last week, I'm sure. Uh, but no, I say that a lot. I'm like, I'll get into a situation, I'll be like, this is as good as it gets. But guys, it is, this is not how, as good as it gets. Which is so exciting that this, what you see, what you're experiencing, with, uh, experiencing on a daily basis is not as good as it gets. And we're promised that in scripture. That as good as it gets is heaven is being in the presence of God, the creator of the universe, that that is as good as it gets because nothing gets better than that. And so when we're walking through and we're going through our daily life and we're thinking, this is as good as it gets, I want to encourage you that this is not your home and this is not as good as it gets because it gets way better. And for those of us who know Jesus and we have a personal relationship with him, we should hope in that. Every morning we, should, we get up, we should hope in that. And we should look towards heaven because this is not it. And you're like, I know this isn't it because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be in high school next year. Or I'm going to go off to college next year. That is not it. And you're like, oh yeah, I'm going I'm to have a family and get a stellar job. And that's awesome. Those are like perks along the way. Because we don't just stop in the middle of a journey and say, well, this is as good as it gets. Because there's always something else, and we got to keep moving. And I'm not saying that it's going to be easy always, that it's going to, you know, be rainbows and unicorns and things like that. There are going to be road bumps. There are going to be hiccups. Uh, I had a friend that lived and worked in Russia, and her job was ending. And so she was going to come live with me in France for a few months before my job ended. And... Uh, no, nothing against Russian airlines, but uh, if you ever have a chance to travel on them, they're just funny. It's not like good funny, bad funny, it's just different, and if you don't laugh, you're going to end up hysterically crying, so you might as well just laugh about the situation. And so she uh, flies into France. The airport was an hour and a half away from my house, and so I had to travel to get her, and we're waiting at the carousel, you know, to get luggage, and this is her entire life. Two and a half years of her life packed in a suitcase, okay? So uh, everything has been jammed in there. It, she is, you know, ready to, to get it. And we're waiting. And bags go and go and go. And I, and I look at her and I'm like, Sarah, do you see your suitcase? And she's like, no. And I'm like, okay, well, uh, okay. No more bags left. I go and talk to one of the uh, workers at the airport. And they're like, oh, there's a carousel over there. Um, that has all like the luggage that's been left. And so as we're walking up to this, we see this bag and it is destroyed. And I just start laughing because I'm like, man, that stinks for whoever suitcase that is. That's the worst. And she's like, that is my suitcase. And I just lose it. I'm like crying. I'm laughing so hard because it's hilarious. Like we don't know what has fallen out. We don't know how much of her life stayed in that suitcase. And this bag is destroyed. And they like taped it. You know, like they put some tape around it, like, it's okay. We're just going to duct tape this up, and we're going to give it to you because we don't know what happened. And so she sits there, and she's like, what are we going to do? And I'm like, well, uh, we're going to go get on a bus, 
that's going to take us to the metro, and then we're going to travel about four different trains on the metro, and then we're going to walk six blocks to my house. You ready? You excited about this? And she's like, what in the world? My, it's, but we had to keep moving. Uh, I was not going to leave Sarah in the airport in France. Uh, we were not just going to stay there because of like a little hiccup in the road. Uh, granted, you know, we had to collect some things as we were moving through the metro, and they kind of scattered out of the bag. Um, but we kept going because she was not going to stay at the airport. Do you guys track with me what I'm saying? When we're on this journey, we can't just stop. We can't just sit and rest in what is in front of us because God has a plan for you and a purpose for you, and this is not it. That all you see and all of you, that you are experiencing is not all that there is because he wants us to aim at heaven. Uh, C.S. Lewis says in his book, Mere Christianity, he says, aim at heaven and you will get earth thrown in. Aim at earth and you will get neither. Because when we turn our eyes and we realize that this is not our home, that heaven is our home and we start to aim at heaven and we start to pursue that, all the big things that you're experiencing and that you're wrestling with and that you're struggling with don't seem as big. And it's a lot easier to keep moving. It's not going to be like... Like I said, it's not going to be rainbows and unicorns all the time, but it's a lot easier to keep moving when we're looking and we're focusing on heaven. And we know that because it's told to us in scripture. We can see through the examples at the beginning of chapter 11 when he talked about all these people that acted in faith because they believed what God had said to them. And they believed what was going to happen. And then God sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for us, to, to take our place to take on our sin. And he did that so that we can have hope, we can have a relationship with him, and we can look forward to our heavenly home, to the city that he's preparing for us. Which is amazing, because as you struggle through junior high and high school, which sometimes, let's, it is, it's hard, it's difficult, it is a battle, um, we have something to look forward to. We have heaven and we have hope because of a relationship with Christ. And and if we don't have a relationship with Christ and we don't know that we've been saved by grace and that God has a plan for you and that what you see around you is not the end game, then you can. You can know that and you can start to believe that because that is exactly what God did. And he has a home for us. And he has prepared a place for us. Um, There's this movie that came out a few years ago. uh, And it's Donica's favorite movie, so you should probably talk to her about it because she'll, like, talk for hours about it. It's The Hobbit. And uh, she loves it. But uh, there's this scene. And so what's happening is Bilbo and the dwarves and Gandalf have escaped from the goblins. and, And there's a lot of tension that's happening in their camp. And, um, and then there's a conversation and an interaction, and we're going to watch it. Look, I know you doubt me. I, kn- I, know, I know you always have. And you're right, I often think of Bag End. I miss my books. And my armchair, my garden. See, that's where I belong. That's home. And that's why I came back. 
You don't have one. A home. It was taken from you. But I will help you take it back if I can. He's like, he knew that he loved his home. He knew that he loved the Shire. And he says that that's where I belong. He had a home. And, and he's talking to the dwarves and he's saying, yours was taken from you, but I'm going to fight for you guys. I'm going to help you get it back. And so for those of us who have a relationship with Christ, and we know that our home is not here, that it is in heaven, we need to be fighting for the people around us. We need to be showing them and helping them take their home and know that there is more than just what they see and more than what they're experiencing on a daily basis because there is. And we know that because of the experiences that we've had in our life and because of the relationship that we have with Christ. And so we need to be fighting for our family and our friends and the people that we see every day that don't know that because we had the opportunity to be able to show them the hope that we have in Christ and to help lead them to that. And so um, we're all going to bow our heads tonight and, and close your eyes. And if you don't know that you have a home and you, have, you, cannot, you would not honestly be able to say, I don't know where my home is. I don't know what that looks like. We're going to give you the opportunity to come home because Jesus died for you. Uh, he died on the cross for you to take your place. And he wants to do that. He wants you to have hope. He wants you to look towards heaven and know that this is not as good as it gets, that it gets far greater and much better.